back everybody to another smooth ramblings this is hollywood cole the h in the h and k video game experience k being clearfire of course who has his uh fireside chats but h and k video game experience is our primary video game forum here that we talk about video games uh not today though today uh it's going to be just a smooth ramblings but the h and k next time we got a real good one for you coming out it's uh golden eye that we're going to do with a Coach RX fan favorite there. Looking forward to that one. That's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of good memories with that game. Hopefully going to lay that one down in the next couple days, get it out to you within the next week. But today, we're going to talk about a PS4 classic, which I think is a classic, uh, Until Dawn. The reason I think it's a classic is because when this game came out, it kind of flew under the radar a little bit, but um, everybody seemed to, uh, you kind of saw it everywhere. It didn't really build up for it but i mean it flew under the radar there wasn't a lot of build up for it I didn't see a lot of advertisements for it but uh once it came out i kept hearing about it and uh then it came out on ps uh in for free and that's when i picked it up so played it and uh today we have uh on the show uh first time guest maiden kane and uh <laughs> so she played it with me what's going on maiden kane not much how's it going it's going well. So, um, so interesting thing about Maiden Kane is that she is actually not a gamer. Uh, so, no. this, yeah. So this is uh, one of the first ones you've played on PS4, or is the first one you played on PS4? But you have a, some sort of history with games. At least you played. You played when you were younger. Played Mario or anything like that. Right. Yeah. I got um, for Christmas when I was real young Super Mario Brothers, and it came with the power pad. You could run on that, and you could uh, do hurdles and various... You got, that was a regular Nintendo, right? Yeah, that was regular Nintendo, but that had the power pad you could attach to it and play. But my all-time favorite used to be Ms. Pac-Man. Yeah. I play with my dad on the... Um, Probably Nintendo uh, too, right? No, that was, a, what do you call it, Texas Instruments that he hooked up to a TV. Oh my gosh. I, like, I, I know, that was super old. <laughs> That's not really a game console that we're familiar with here no, on Smooth no, Ramblings. It's, it's, Texas Instruments is more of a calculator that we used in uh, like eighth grade or so. It's very old. But he was an engineer, school. so he had all kind of cool stuff, I'm sure. Yeah. He, somebody programmed it on a Texas Instrument, probably, Mrs. Pac Man. Did it look like the arcade? Yeah, uh, yeah it did. It did look like the arcade, so that. And Hunt the Wampus was on it as well. And some Wampus other Cat. Work. Yeah. It was, very, <laughs> it was fun to play that with my dad. That's cool. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Texas Instruments. But anyway, so you played on... Um, so this is a fresh perspective on uh, from a non-gamer on the PS4 uh, horror games. And you've always been a horror fan. We did play... Uh, we've played Mario on the Wii U. And mm-hmm. um, you were able to kind of hang with us, me 
you, Jacob, uh, is my son, and um, kind of play like yeah. the three players, Mario Party, stuff like that. So you know how the mechanics of it work really well. Mm-hmm. And um, Yeah, it's fun. It's a good time. I enjoy it. So Some light gaming yeah. every now and again. Yeah. But do you play games on your phone? I'm just curious because they say females actually are more gamers than males. But no, the only one. Games. The only one I would used to do was Bejeweled. I really haven't gotten into gaming too much on the phone. But you enjoyed Until Dawn. Yes, I did at first. I did not like it because I thought it was geared for 16 year olds too much very like teeny bopperish <laughs> yeah. but um so i wasn't really that into it and i said oh i'm just waiting until uh this gets good but then the longer we played it the more i got into it and i ended up really liking it and i definitely think it's a good game to play like you said instead of watching a movie this is an interactive movie where you make choices and that decides the fate of all the characters so i really Loved it. And just a disclaimer for everybody out there, if you've listened to H&K Video Game Experience for any time, you know that we are clean. We're a clean podcast. We don't cuss. We avoid toilet humor, blah, blah, blah. Uh, This one, however, uh, we're still going to do those things, but on the YouTube uh, version, we do have everything coming out on YouTube now. So we'll have some gameplay behind it, and it is based on a horror movie. So there is going to be some gore. You'll have a warning at the beginning of the YouTube, but there is going to be some gore uh blood uh murderous you know stuff like that gruesome stuff on the playthrough so if you have a cursing which i don't well i'm going to take the sound out but uh there is going to be um there is going to be uh some closed caption so people can uh, see what's kind of what's going on and get the feel for the scene so if they can read it's going to be cursing in there stuff like that um so that's a disclaimer up front if you don't want that to be read or seen by someone Please turn it off now. But it's an interactive horror movie, as you, as Maiden Kane was saying. So, uh, she, you're you're really into like horror games. We were gonna play, um, We Happy Few, and I think we're gonna play that next. But uh, it was sixty bucks still, and I'm kind of wait. I don't really know a whole lot about it. I just kind of heard the premise, which sounded really kind of freaky. Um, so that would be really uh really good to play. But I realized that we had I had Until Dawn for free. And I heard about it, like I said at the beginning. So we tried that one, told you what it's about, and uh, you liked it. So we experienced it first, for the first time together, and uh, I'd never played it before. And it's one of those games to where it is, uh, like I said, interactive in the sense of you make choices, and the choices that you make depict the outcome of the story. And there's quick time events in the game, and uh, there's choices you make. Like as I said, usually one, it's always one of two choices. And it just lays the story out for you. And the whole premise of the thing is that you're, um, I think it was 2000, and the dates might be wrong, but something like 2014 or 15. I think the game takes place in 2016. I thought it was 2015. No, it doesn't. Okay. I don't know. It came out in 2015. Okay. It's somewhere right around there, 2015, 2000s. And so Josh is a rich family, has two sisters, Beth and Hannah. And they always go out there for some, or this is either the first time they went out there to do this, like a uh, get together. They're all like 18 or 19, the kids. There's like seven of them and um, seven or eight of them. They're all just partying it up out there. And then they play a trick on Hannah causes her to, to she has a crush on one of the characters, Mike, and they go Did in there. And, spoiler alerts. That- oh yeah. That's a good, good call. Yeah. So this is going to spoil. Uh, you will see stuff and outcomes of decisions being made. So yeah, there's definitely spoilers here. 
So if you've not played the game and you want to know the story on your own, uh, you know, you need to, you need to go do that and not, not listen to this. But if you played it, you might, you'll enjoy this. Uh, good call. And so, yeah, so this is, at, this all happens at the beginning, but, uh, she has a crush on Mike. She comes in there, tries to get a little frisky or whatever. She gets called out by all the people. Some dude even jumps out of the closet with a selfie stick to try to take a picture. I mean, it's really dumb and prank. Matt does that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, she freaks out, runs out. Beth, her sister goes after her. They get lost in the wood and they disappear. All right. Assumedly murdered. They don't find their bodies or anything. Um, I don't understand why they did the prank like this at first, because I mean, I know it's supposed to be something for, uh, you know, for, to make Hannah, the girl, the sisters leave, but why don't they just do a, you know, I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. Like they do it a fake murder or some kind of somebody's out, somebody's out to get us and then make her run out that way. Cause she's scared that she's going to die or something like that. I guess it would be too elaborate to, as an intro scene. I don't know. The more I think about, about it, though, that was very cruel because she had a crush on Mike and and then she thought she was going to make out with him. And then to find out that Jess and I, who else, Ashley, were under the bed and then Matt and somebody else were in the closet. I mean, that was very cruel. So I think it I mean, I could understand from her point of view that they were being mean to her and that's why she ran out. So I guess in hindsight, it was enough of a prank to get her to leave the house and run out yeah so it affected her bad i guess she's 18 so it's a big deal to her and she runs out they're out there they find her. this is guy shooting a flame through her you don't know who this guy is or whatever it reaches down to grab her and you make the first choice of the game well you don't make that's not the first choice because you have the choice uh once they run out or somebody find out somebody's out there josh is actually passed out and you're Beth, and you're trying to wake Josh up. Josh, come. You can make that choice to try to wake him up. He never, doesn't move. And I'll go ahead and say, there's some choices here that there are no difference which one you make. In fact, there was a, a video I was watching from Kevin, this guy named Kevin, and he makes all the wrong choices, which I guess there's not a wrong choice, but he doesn't do any of the quick time events and stuff like that. And nothing really, ch- I guess it does a few things change. We'll get into it, but sometimes it doesn't matter. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so uh but you know it is affecting your relationships with them and stuff like that i guess and so you know i shouldn't say it doesn't matter i'm not 100 percent sure on that but at least the, the the videos that persist through that are all the same so pretty much but then there i saw something where they said that hannah had been alive and she ate best and that's why she turned into a the wendigo yeah but it doesn't matter if you let go Either way. So what happens is if you get a chance to let go of your whole, so they fall off a cliff. Beth is the only one hanging on and the the other hand is holding Hannah. So you get a choice to let go of Hannah and grab for help from the the bad guy, whoever the killer you think it is, or let go yourself and you both fall. Well, if you let go yourself, you both fall and you both die. If you, this is one of those choices that I was talking about. If you do let go of Hannah and try to reach for the killer, Hannah falls you reach up, the stick falls, and you fall anyway. So you really don't have a choice. I don't. That was, you know, you both are going to fall. You just chose which animation mm-hmm. to see. But yeah, Beth die dies, and Hannah uh, lives, and so. But you don't know this at the time. So we're gonna we'll get to that here uh, soon. Something worth noting is the graphics are incredible. They're beautiful. Um, the actors, the voice actors, are all. Uh, you know, like Hayden Panettiere is in there. 
Josh is, I forget that guy's name, but he's somebody famous. It's Rami something. Rami Malik. I think Rami somebody, Malik. I think I saw somewhere that he's in Night at the Museum. Where, what is that? Night at the Museum. And he's some kind of prince of Egypt or he's something. He's from Egypt in real life. Is he? But he plays in that movie. Yeah, he is a Night at the Museum, both of them. Yeah. But it's really cool. The graphics are amazing. I yeah, love so them. Yeah, so you were... You were real impressed with the graphics at first, uh, because like you said, we were saying you hadn't played uh, any yeah. of the games. <laughs> yeah, I'm used to Super Mario Brothers from 1990. Yeah, it's just it all pixelized. and. But um, but yeah, that was incredible. And I mean, I loved the clothes on the girls. <laughs> I mean, everything was so realistic. It's I like really, a movie. Yeah, it was exactly like a movie. I mean, the the movements of the characters were kind of mechanical, but... So I was watching a video and the people were like, the, the graphics were good, but not great. And to really? me, I'm kind of like you. I'm kind of like, no, they're pretty good. But see, PlayStation 4 came out in like 2013, I think. So this mm-hmm. is this was in the, you know, what happens with consoles is that uh, when it first comes out, the games look a little bit more basic compared to later on. Because everybody kind of learns the power of the console and blah, blah, blah. So this game was made toward the end of PlayStation 4's life cycle. It's reasonable to believe that the graphics would have been even better. But, I mean, it's just motion capture and stuff like that for the actors. But when you see Hayden Penitary and uh, Rami Malik, he, you know, in the in the thing, you know they're two main characters, so you know they play a big role. So anyway, let's just go ahead with the story a little bit here. And we don't have to go through the whole story because it's going to change for everybody anyway. Right. But Josh invites everybody back to the cabin. Hey, guys, this is going to help me. Where my two sisters died, if we all come back and relive the exact same thing, somehow that's going to help me get over it as opposed to make make me sadder. And they, so that's what he wants to do. So it starts off with Hayden Penitentiary's uh, character, Samantha, is uh, driving out on a bus to get there. She's looking at a YouTube video, and apparently Josh has a YouTube channel. I didn't realize this. I guess we missed this because he goes, hello, friends and fans. That's what he's talking about. He has like seven subscribers on the thing. Uh, Oh, is that what it says? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just kind of funny that he's a YouTuber. And and it makes sense later on. But um, while he's trying to get more subscribers. Yeah. (laughs) Because he's only got seven. Mm -hmm. And um, and all seven of them are going to the cabin probably. Mm -hmm. And so they all show up and just getting there is... uh, it's you know, snowy. It's, it's snowy and some mountain and there's a... They're somewhere in Canada. I yeah. And, and there's like a... What is it called? A, one of those cars that take you up cable to... Cable car. A cable car that's just rickety. Not even on, I don't think. I mean, it's all this kind of craziness. You got to get up there. And um, you're finally at the cabin in the middle of nowhere. And the lights are off. The boiler's off. Josh... I thought he took the video, the welcome video from the cabin, but he has everything off. There's no electricity. There's no, he doesn't even have the thing unlocked, you know, the cabin unlocked because they got to go around. Remember in the back, the basement and all Mm -hmm. this. And it's just like, dude, you know, but it's it's just hard movie. You know, it's just kind of like, okay, this is a cliche thing. And of course, like, you know, you hear like, you know, out of the blue, a jump scare. And then it's just like somebody closing a cabinet or something. You know, Mm -hmm. it's one of those types of stuff. That's not scary. Why did, why did I jump? Right, and a moose that jumps out from the from the woods makes a sound. You know, like a moose doesn't make that sound, but yeah, those were in Canada, lame. Canadian moose may. <laughs> but um, you know, that's like that. But you have this. This is one of those things too. Okay, I gotta say this. This is kind of weird. I, I realize this. Hmm. Um. Well, 
I'll explain it. You'll, you'll understand this more once we're done. So I won't, so I won't jump right into this. At one point at the beginning, um, what's his name? Nate? Is Nate one? Wait, no. Who are you trying to talk? There's Matt, Mike, um, Josh, Chris. Chris. Chris is the nerdy, nerdyish, st- stereotypical. Yeah, they're all stereotypes. Right. Um, it shows Samantha feeding a squirrel to try to introduce the do not move the controller mechanic of the game. So all you have to do is just not move the controller, and this is for hiding. You know what they're going to try to do later. Okay, something's going to be chasing me, and i got to do not move because I'm hiding. So they try to introduce it. If you move it, the squirrel runs off and comes back, and it'll never stop until you can keep the controller still and she can feed the squirrel. All right. I didn't even really think about that. I thought, I was like, okay, he's just trying to do some mechanic. And then later on, uh, Krius is showing off his uh, sharpshooting skills at targets with this gun. And this little squirrel jumps up because uh, Samantha, she's she, showing out in front of Samantha. Samantha's the one that just fed the squirrel. Mm-hmm. And um, she makes some kind of quip about uh, about his um, shooting skills. And then a squirrel jumps up. And, of course, you got a choice now to shoot the squirrel or shoot the target. And, uh, of course, I shot the squirrel. And then she's all mad. Oh, you little punk and blah, blah, blah. Why'd you do that? And so now nature in the game will attack you. All, all the time. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what happens if you don't shoot the squirrel. I haven't even seen the videos if you don't, don't shoot know. it. Yeah. I think I read about that, but I, I don't remember if you don't. So um, so anyway, that was one of those. So I'll talk about, just remember that because I'm going to talk about something uh, later about that. But anyway, and I don't remember every little detail of the story, but they eventually get to the cabin. Um, weird things are happening. Stuff's jumping out. Um, no psychos or anything, but uh, one of the other first jump scares is when um, they have a mechanic to where Josh pushes Chris into the basement, gives him like a torch or something, a lighter, no, a lighter, and just says, hey, go, uh, the door, the lock's frozen on the front of the front door. So what do you need? What do I need to do? So, oh, go get my uh, aftershave. And uh, spray the, uh, you know, light it and spray across. It's not aftershave, but whatever kind of thing it is. You're making me, you're making me crazy when you're holding this mic like that. Why? <laughs> I can't <laughs> concentrate. <laughs> my, my, uh, my, um, my back was hurting. Am okay. I not allowed to hold it like that? I don't know. This might change the way it sounds. Okay, because my back hurts. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> so. <laughs> So he has to go get some hairspray or something and, light, and spray it across his flame to, to melt the ice off the handle of the door. So, I mean, it's kind of elaborate right there just to try to work in some scares and kind of give you the layout of the cabin and the game. And it's as soon as he opens the drawer, and it's like, oh, push R2 to grab the the spray. He reaches in and a wolverine <laughs> yeah, baby jumps wolverine. out. A baby wolverine was just in there, happened to be in there. Blah, he and jumps I out. did scream at that one. That was yeah, the only did. one that made me scream in the whole game. And then after that, I was used to it. And then, yeah, and then, he, then it runs out and it runs out the door. And it's like, oh, what is that? Oh, it's just a wolverine or something. And they just go about their business. Nobody says, how, oh, somebody locked that thing in here for a whole year? Or <laughs> yeah, how well, did it get in baby here? baby wolverine in there. <laughs> yes, yeah, so nobody cares. So at the beginning of the game, this kind of stuff is happening and nobody cares. At some point, Jessica and Mike have to go to the cabin, the guest cabin. Hey, y'all go, y'all go spend some time in this guest cabin. The guest cabin is like 500 miles away. In the video I was watching, he was just like, where's this cabin? This is like a proper mountain climb <laughs> to get to this cabin. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's just so funny. Um <laughs> And so they're going to the cabin. Jessica 
gets ahead of him or something. And um, is that a British commentary? A yeah, it was proper. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I said it makes perfect sense. It's the proper mountain climb. Yes. It's so. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> I can't even. The first, it's just so. It's so many times this happened. He looks like it's an abandoned truck, and then the mask, like uh, some mask, random mask. I mean, literally, what I'm telling you, a mask. Yeah, what pops even up in was the window that? And goes, you know, and he's like, "Whoa, how'd that get up there?" And they just ignore it. And that had nothing to do with anything in the it, exactly had nothing to do with anything. Yeah, that was. I, I'm not into the jump scares. They're very corny. And then another time, they're looking through a binoculars and literally a wendigo pops up and, and they just go oh and they just keep going with their business yeah so there's a lot of killing and all this uh or uh scares coming out you know weird stuff you don't know who it is samantha's in the bathtub that's all she wanted to do she has a towel on then the psycho killer and literally looks straight out of saw this is like friday the 13th meets saw and so he's in he's like watching her she's got her headphones on so he didn't see he's got this weird looking mask on like the whole f- upper lip is like ripped off the mask weird hair it's freaky looking of course he's got overalls on with a tool belt the killer has ashley and josh and it's like the hits straight out of the psycho or straight out of a saw where there's a saw blade and it's like pick one who do you want to die yeah it's build up and all this weird stuff happening it doesn't just happen it's stuff just gets creepy yeah and so you go in there and it doesn't matter who you pick this is another one do you want to save ashley or chris and so we want or sorry ashley and josh chris has to make the decision so i saved ashley and josh got sawed in half well yeah that's horrific because they're both tied to this saw yeah it's like a train track that leads up to each of their bodies that are hanging on this uh wall and so he uh he, you gotta turn ashley or chris I keep saying Chris, Josh or Ashley. Well, I say I turned it to Josh to kill Josh. So and it turned the tracks and killed Josh. Well, that's kind of showing that Chris and Ashley are love interest of the of the horror movie and blah blah blah. And I read if you do choose Ashley, it still kills. Yeah, Josh. it still goes to Josh because that's what I, my question was because of the big reveal later on. Well, what happens? And it all still kills Josh. But it's funny because the dialogue kind of changes. She's like, "Oh, thanks for saving me, uh, Chris. I knew there was something." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure thing." You know, he like he's like real standoffish about it because he really didn't try to save her. Oh, he still really? picked Ashley. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, just just funny stuff like that. Uh, so we our playthrough, we had Jess is still alive at this point. So they, her might go to that cabin and try to get, you know, crazy, and then she gets ripped out of the house, or the cabin, and, and drug off, so Mike gives chase and, <laughs> and goes after her and finds her in the mines, and she falls down, and then uh, falls down this mine shaft or something, and then he goes after her, and there's a Wendigo there. So you don't know what this Wendigo is. You don't know if this is the same guy or what, but you kind of like, there's got to be more than one guy because these things are happening, you know, 500 miles. It's not 500 miles, but one's at the guest house and one's at the, you know, main cabin. Jessica can actually be dead right here. Uh, if yeah, you, you don't know. Yeah, if you, well, well, you don't know, but I'm talking about even in, in the game, if you like grab the key instead of go back and help Jess, Jessica or you, you're sure that she doesn't have, you, you don't have a love interest, she's either going to have clothes on at this point or just underwear on at this point in the game. If she still right. has clothes on, you hadn't shown enough love interest and she's going to die. Yeah, I read if you make the wrong decisions and are irritate her then she keeps the clothes on but yeah i guess you made the right decisions because you got her half naked yeah i made the right decisions (laughs) 
And then, um, and then she says, just to save her life, that's why I did it, and um, <laughs> not to kill her. And so, but she dies in a horrific way, like her bottom jaw gets ripped off and stuff, and her tongue's still there. It's really disgusting. Yeah, very horrific way. But your playthrough didn't do that. That's just no. Yeah. But this is kind of like the last time you see her, and, and until the end, uh, in the game when she falls down there, and then you're following um a Mike is uh, following Jessica trying to find her and she's screaming and all this and you see these weird things happening and it leads him to a sanitarium uh, and that's uh, really you know that's just the weirdest thing I can't stand movies that have like a mental hospital and especially an old one man it's just freaking <laughs> I me like out I like it I know because it is very scary I like it it's just the stuff they used to do to people you know back yeah. in the day try to shock them back into shock therapy and uh, sick. stuff mm-hmm. it's so, sick love it <laughs> and so I'll get anxious playing these type of games. I know, That's you what I was telling anxiety. Because there was a there was a movie called House on Haunted Hill back in the day, and um, I went to see it in the movie movie theater. Theater. <laughs> in the movie theater, mm-hmm. and um, I had to like get up and go. Man, I got to It's either that one. There's two of them that came out about the same time. Like either the Haunted or House on Haunted Hill, and it just freaked me out so much as I got to get up and like I was like getting lightheaded there. I was like, man, I'm like stressed <laughs> out. Or something. I don't know. I was like, is this because this movie? So I had to get up and just like go get a snack That's or something. A game too. Was did the game come first or the movie? This game didn't near. No, no, these are Silent movies. Hill. Yeah, Silent Hill is an old PlayStation game. But anyway, yeah, he's walking around there and you know it's going to be kind of freaky there. And there's two dogs. And you, so the whole time you're picking up these totems, it's going to tell you. Oh yeah, I didn't understand with all the totems, but those predict what can happen. Yeah, at this point, you kind of get the stories like, okay, there's I'm on Indian burial ground, and there's some something to do with some miners, and that's kind of all you know. Um, and it's kind of set up like a news story. It's really kind of freaky. You pick up a totem, and it'll have a one little clip of a clip that's probably like two minutes long to tell you. It's like a like somebody did a news report or like a History Channel, you know, did something like some type of report on it. And um, all you get is just little bits and pieces, and it'll kind of fade in, and it'll be like, oh, the miners in 1980, da-da-da-da, or whatever, and then it'll pick up, horrific, da-da-da, you know, it kind of fades out. It's kind of really weird, you know, when that happens. And um, also, another thing that's, that's happening between takes is you kind of appear in this doctor's office, and it's like a psychiatrist oh, yeah, that's psychiatrist. just talking to you, and it's just weird. And it's like something's, you know, he's talking to you normal, and it's like, hey, go ahead and uh, pick which characters you like and which one you don't, and what scares you and what doesn't. You got to pick. And he's like, pick quickly. It'll make the experience more fun for you. And you're like, he's talking about, oh, you're, and then you'll go to the, play the game, and it'll come back, and he'll say, you know, you've been playing this game a certain way and well, you know, like he's talking to you and it's in first person and you're kind of like who is this but this time he's got a cut on his head and he's bleeding the next time there's like a body hanging in the corner or something it's just like starts to get really freaky and uh there's jump scares in that too that part of it and how does the video game how is it different based on what you choose did you ever find that out Oh, based no, on I don't, what I didn't pictures find that you out. choose or any or what characters you like yeah i don't i haven't read anything about that yeah, that, I don't know how it would change. Um, it's it's obviously meant to be played once, gone back and played again. In fact, once you're done with it, you can go back and pick certain chapters and just kind of see how that unfolds if you just want to see that. Okay. Um, it's a butterfly effect. So um, that's so far in, in our game, our playthrough. We had everybody was alive for now. We didn't know if Jessica was alive, but we kind of assumed she was because we didn't see her die. And in any movie, in any 
if you don't see somebody die, then they're still alive. It's just what it is. And then, uh, then we get control Hayden Penitentiary's character to go uh, to run around. Her and Josh had had this like kind of flirtatious scene at one point. It's just you know where before when she had to go turn the boiler on before she gets in the bath. Then it's just it's just kind of funny. You can kind of pick like to flirt with them or not flirt with them, and it kind of tells what kind of uh, relationship they have or whatever. You know, at one point he sticks his hand up to give you like a high five. I just remember seeing this on YouTube. And if you don't push triangle to do it, she just won't do anything. And he's just like, oh, uh, and she just has to like play it off. <laughs> it's just really pretty cool how they kind of thought of that kind of stuff. But, yeah. And so anyway, we don't have to go through the whole or the whole right, story here, right, but right. just kind of our playthrough summarized. Uh, and then and then you have to make another decision between, you know, there's two saws coming down. Ashley and um, Chris are tied up again. They get caught. They're tied up again. The saws coming down. And you have to make the choice. There's a gun on the table, and you got one hand free. You can shoot yourself or shoot Ashley to make to make the uh, thing stop. So I didn't shoot anybody. I didn't push anything. And yes. then it switched scenes. Right. Sometimes if you, the best decision is to do nothing. And yeah. She, and she's saying, "Oh, shoot me! Don't shoot yourself. Shoot me." Yeah, you've already saved me. I owe you now. You know, it makes it difficult. You know, to make the decision. And I saw if you do end up shooting her even though she's begging for it well well then that's when the psycho killer is revealed then during that point and so we so okay so i'll talk about that in a second i want to jump back to uh what's going on there's like two scenes going on um because this is important to kind of my point i'm going to make here in a minute but uh, then you go to matt and emily and uh emily is just the quintessential b character and you never like her I think she's hated by all the the gamers that I've seen. It's meant to be. It's the, it's just stereotypical. Um, Matt's a stereotypical good guy. Um, and anyway, he is the one holding the camera. So that kind of in the beginning in the in the prank. So what kind of jerk does does that really? But he's he's a well loved character from the gaming community <laughs> that yeah. I've read. I mean, so people really like, yeah, the internet community really likes, <laughs> likes Matt, even though that was weird to hold the camera to record that prank. But anyway, go on. Oh, I forgot about this. What? Because it's something to do with this nature. So you find this oh, dying yeah. elk at some point or dying moose and you have the choice to kill it or calm, calm it down. Mm-hmm. Try to calm it, and you go up to it, and it's like throat is slash, and all this, and you happen to be Mike. And if you and I picked calm it down, so he's like, "Hey, it's okay, you know, it's okay." So that that helped nature like me better. But if you don't, um, if you don't, if you try to kill it, I mean, it's just so funny. Grabs it by the horns and just rips its head off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now nature really hates it. Yeah, hates nature's him. mad at him. So nature's mad because you shot that squirrel. Uh, okay, so um. And then, so now you're back with Matt and Emily, and all these elk, like, start walking toward them. There's like 20 <laughs> elk, or moose, or whatever it is. Uh-huh. I can't remember. The, but it, it walks straight to them, and it's going to push them off the cliff. So you have the option. Your girlfriend's freaking out, Emily. Oh, what do we do? Oh, my gosh. You can say, get a hold of yourself. Or you can say, hey, just stay calm. And so you just say, stay calm, and everybody stays calm, and then you have the, you can start walking out, and it'll give you this little target, and you can move your little cursor to bash one of them in the head with the axe and kill them. Well, if you do, incidentally, uh, Matt will get pushed off the cliff and die. And if you just walk past them, they'll leave you alone. 
And then we go back to, then it switches back to Ashley and Chris. And the killer is revealed to be Josh. And he's just this silly psycho kid who's trying to teach the uh, all the friends about, uh, you, you realize what my sisters went through? Now you got to experience a little taste of that and blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, I don't know what the point of his thing is. He's trying to get revenge, and it was also revealed. We didn't spend any time, much time on the clues, but it's revealed in some of the clues along the way that he was diagnosed with a mental illness at age 11. So he's mentally ill. Yeah. So that's probably And here's even more in-depth. If you look at the doctors, you know, Dr. Hill is one of them, and that's the doctor that he keeps flashing back these scenes. Yeah. And all those scenes are happening in his head, every one of them. Mm -hmm. And they give him these drugs that are meant to treat depression. All right, severe depression. And they keep saying they failed and failed. Well, my or Josh's problem is not that. It's schizophrenia because he's kind of, and it always hits between 16 and 30. And that's what spending his age. And that drug is something else. This guy did a whole theory on this. It's called oh, like a man. game theory. Yeah. Uh-huh. This guy does these game theories. And he breaks it down that far. Like he's been treated with the wrong thing that that raises uh, some other dopamine is what you need to decrease in your brain to slow down or stop schizophrenia uh, attacks or whatever. And so mm-hmm. they did not treat that. They treated something else. And I can't remember the, dr- the whatever it is in your brain, the chemical in your brain for uh, something else. But it is. Okay. I mean, he went down deep into that rabbit hole. Yeah, that's pretty It was cool. really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And it's funny. So it's not a game about choice. It's a game about no choice. It's a tragic game. It's a game about mental illness, you know, or something like that. Right. And it's really, it's, a, it's supposed to be kind of funny, but but serious, you know, but he really di- deep dives into it. And it's a game about mental, il- mental illness and no choice because Josh had no choice. No matter what you do, you cannot save Josh in the game. Yeah. He dies. And he, and he well, turns into a Wendigo or whatever it is. Yeah, and that, you haven't discussed the Wendigo thing yet. But, yeah. well, uh, you actually... They said there's a way to save every single character, including him, if you get all the clues. Um, And this is jumping ahead, but Hannah, the Wendigo, instead of crushing his skull, she just carries him out. And then at the end, during the credits, you see Josh turning into a Wendigo. He's like eating flesh. He's eating a human cadaver. But you haven't discussed all that. So yet, here's so. what happens. This is what, this is what I, I, I've surmised from and I kind of got from all these YouTube videos or whatever. There's a bunch of miners in 1800 something and they go into a mine and they try to, uh, they keep digging and digging and digging and digging. And they, the Indians, they are saying they, they woke, awoke a spirit, which is the Wendigo spirit. They awoke some spirit deep into the mountains. Okay. Well, in 1952, 50 of them, 50-something of them get trapped, or maybe it's 20, I think it's 50-something get trapped, and they're in there for 26 days. And so they have to resort to cannibalism. Mm, okay. And that awakens the Wendigo. That's how the, that's how they, uh, the Wendigos come, come out. All right, 12 of them survive, and they go to the sanitarium. And there's a guy that owns the mine and the sanitarium, and I can't remember his name, but he uh, owns both of those. He takes them to the sanitarium, this is all stuff that's in the clues, and you can or you could find out all this throughout gameplay if you want to read the clues and stuff. Reporters are denied into the sanitarium. They break get their cameras broken. That's why you find these broken cameras and stuff. 
And it turns out that he's doing experiments on them. And I don't know if he's like actually doing experiments on them, but he's watching them being behind cages turn into Wendigos. And so that's what happens. Uh, and then the whole, then he, uh, his whole staff gets killed in one day. He's in, he, you find all this stuff, the suicide note and all this. He locks himself in his office and says, you know, Hey, d- death has come for me. Um, you know, so when he's kind of, you know, the writing gets like more faint and kind of scribbles down the page. And so then he dies and that's all in the, uh, you know, notes and stuff you find. So we know at this point, Josh was playing a joke. He's psycho. He was the guy. They're all mad at him. Of course they capture him. They try to put him in a shed and figure out how to, how they're going to treat this guy. There's also that guy with the flame through that you met at the very beginning. He's throughout the game too. Uh, he's actually a good guy trying to fight off the Wendigos. Um, who happens to be one of the writers of the game. And if you if you watch the um, his character is uh, played by one of the writers of the game. They just I think they call him the the stranger. Oh yeah, the stranger. He's got flamethrowers because the Wendigos are weak to fire, and he's been watching the kids the whole time, even the year before with Hannah and Beth. He was actually the guy that chased them. He's actually the guy that killed them because he well, chased them and they ran them off. Right. He didn't mean to. He was trying. To help <laughs> he ran them off right. the cliff because they were scared of him. Um. If he just left him alone, they would have probably gone back and none of this would have happened. Right. But uh, but anyway, so he, he turns out to be a good guy and he teaches that the Wendigos are weak to fire. They're, they're immune to bullets. They can't be hurt. You have to burn their skin off with fire and then they're weak. Then you can kill them. And so we have Wendigos with his spirit stuff and we understand that. That's the part of the game that you have to kind of just say, okay, so Indian burial ground, the, all this happens. The Wendigos come out if you're a cannibal and blah, blah, blah. If you stand real still, the Wendigos can't see you either. They see movement like the T-Rex. And then um, you have Josh being the psycho. Where does nature come in on this thing? Why is nature attacking you? That's never really explained. I guess it's supposed to be an Indian thing. Oh, Indians always took care of nature. And you don't. And now nature's turning on you. But I wonder if I didn't kill the squirrel. Because I think, you know, you still have the moose and all that attack you. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that really plays into it. That's just kind of a a little statement there for nature. Mm -hmm. Nature doesn't have a voice of its own. So the video game designers decided to give nature a voice in its game to take care of it, you know. Right. And so um, anyway, we had Matt got killed. And I don't really know why Matt got killed. He got hung on a hook by his chin and just choked on his own blood. It's disgusting. gruesome. Very and cool. then, uh, yep. And then Emily gets bit, and you get a choice to shoot her. And most people want that. that it's not. It's no coincidence that it's her that the, you want to try to shoot or not. We let her live. We and made most the right choice. Shoot her right away. <laughs> yeah, because everybody's used to seeing Walking Dead, and if you bit by a zombie, you're going to turn into it. It's not the case with this. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, we let her live, and then we we messed up with Chris. He was one of our first ones. Uh, he was the first one when you have to run from the Wendigos and you have to keep shooting them just to knock them back because you had to go turn something on with the flamethrower guy. Flamethrower guy gets a stranger, gets killed right away. Chris is running and I missed one of those quick time events and he got killed. So he was our first one. So I was a little like, oh man, we're going to try to make it through. Because I've heard people say that if you just kind of use common sense, you're going to get you're going to get by. Mm-hmm. Every single person can survive. Yeah. yeah. And so... And that was just a slip on the quick time event. So now it's like, oh man, now we now we can't get the perfect ending here. So anyway, we keep going, and they used movie 
stuff against if you kind of know movies they used it against you here which is really cool and one of the scenes they always give you a uh, previously on until dawn once the next chapter comes kind of gives you some feedback or uh, playback and what happened it shows jessica walking through the mines so you hadn't heard from her in like nine chapters and then she's walking through the mines. she wakes up and she's walking through the mines finds some coat puts it on all beat up looking yeah all beat up she wakes up so okay they're about to introduce reintroduce jessica here and so you're you're uh ashley you're the control of ashley and uh you all three of the girls are walking the only ones kind of the boys are out doing something else and you go down in the basement to go try to no you're just trying to get to the sanitarium to get out of here that's all you're trying to do at this point everybody's trying to get through the sanitarium there's like a tunnel that gets there because that's where the stranger lived and they're trying to find uh a way to to survive because he survived all that time you know something like that Mm -hmm. well samantha and emily they walk ahead because Ashley goes, hey, we need to lock this behind us. So you lock it and they're like, hey, just catch up. And you're and so you're like, OK, sure. You know, you would never do that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they walk on and you you start to walk and then it, then something happens and say and investigate the noise or go catch up with the group. Well, in real life, you would catch up with the group. You're not going to go investigate a noise after all this has been going on by yourself. But they just introduced Jessica again. So you're thinking this has got to be Jessica. There's no doubt about it. So you investigate the noise and you go there and there's like a little uh, trap door in the, you know, in the bottom of the, some wooden planks and stuff. So it's just rotten, pushing up. And you're like, okay, she's trying to get out right there. I'm going to open it up. She's going to come out and then we're going to all continue together. Well, you open it up and then it's a window going there. And it just cuts your head off dead. There's another one of our characters, Ashley. That's all we had die. Matt and Ashley and Chris. And I don't know how you save Matt. I mean, I don't. I don't even know. I thought I did everything right with him. We didn't know he was really dead. We thought he was just hanging there, and then something he's going. It's going to be bad hurt or something. Because everybody else died. You know, it's obvious that they died. But they all end up back at the cabin somehow. Mike sets off some natural gas off in the cabin, and they all because all of the uh, Wendigos are in there, and you got to sit there and be still as Samantha. You got a choice to run to turn to turn the light switch on. That would uh, ignite a broken light bulb and, and blow the cabin up or run out. And uh, I kept picking hide, hide, because if you run, I don't know what happens. I think she blows it up early and kills everybody, but kills the Wendigos too. But anyway, they run out, and then it's over. You saved them. It's kind of a non-anticlimactic uh, ending. Mm-hmm. He just shows them outside the cabin, and we watched all the credits. But, I mean, like you said, if you get the perfect ending, you kind of see what happens to Josh. Josh gets killed. uh as you're trying to escort him out, he's going completely crazy at this point, seeing his dead sisters talking to him. It's kind of real freaky. The doctor's walking around. Um, mm-hmm. And then he wants into a Wendigo, and he's, he says, you're not real, you're not real. He's trying to pre- think that it's just one of his hallucinations, and it, like, smashes his head with his, his hands. <laughs> right, yeah. It's his, yeah. actually his, his sister that turned into the Wendigo, because you see her yeah, tattoo. Butterfly. Yeah, butterfly. You see yeah. the butterflies. So it turns out, yeah, her sister, like we were talking about at first, Hannah, actually survived. So I don't know if you know this part. She survived. I know you're talking about that. You can see where she has uh, marks the days that she's down in the cavern. Where do you see that? Yeah, I was wondering about that. Where? It's something when you're walking around and you can see it on a rock somewhere. Okay. And uh, I thought we found that. We didn't really think anything of it because I didn't really understand the clue. I thought, the, I thought at the end it was going to like let you use all the clues you've gathered and try to make you know, some sort of dis- big decision yeah, at the end. Yeah, that would have been good if they did that. Yeah, but it didn't. So the clues are just for your story, just for your entertainment. 
So we just kind of overpassed them there. We didn't even get, I mean, we, I don't know. We didn't get all the totems. So we only probably got eight totems or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I thought that, we got all of them, but I searched around extra places. I think they said if you do get all those, then that's when Josh survives or you can make all the, I thought they said if you get all those totems, that that will make all your characters survive or something. I don't know if that's true mm. or not. I have no idea. Well, it's got to be whatever your choice is, too, because Matt can die early. That's Matt's true. the first one that dies. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that wouldn't make sense. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so we lost Josh, Ashley, Chris, and Matt. So overall, though, I mean, it was pretty interesting. I, we were interested in the story. You wanted to play it like every night, not to see how it, right. what happens next. Right. Yeah, no, I really like it's a good game for um, playing with somebody who doesn't who doesn't like games you know it's because uh, it is like a movie and you make choices and i mean if you don't like horror movies or to be scared then it's not for you but i like scary stuff i don't i don't really i don't like the jump scares and the gore i could do without but yeah there's some excess excess cursing too to try to yeah. make it cool you could tell it was like made by um some older guys that are trying to relate to I know how 18-year-olds talk, right. you know. It's yeah. just like, no, I don't think they're that bad. I mean, right. it's just like unnecessarily like that. I mean, when somebody gets scared or something, it's one thing. And even when you're just kind of messing around with your, your buddies, but just in casual for no reason. I mean, it's just kind of like, hey, whatever. But um, right. they're just trying to be cool and hip. But it was stereotypical, you know, when, when it comes to the different characters. I thought overall it's a good experience in terms of uh, just a video game. It's a kind of a unique thing, and you'll start seeing. There's actually a few games like that. I think Heavy Rain's like that. It's not a horror one, but it's like one of those make the decision and outcomes right. of the game. Right. Yeah, I tried to look up some that were similar to this decision based game, and they mentioned Heavy Rain, and I watched a trailer, and isn't it? It has something to do with little kids in there. And so I don't I thought like it was anything. vampires or something. Oh, uh, was it? Because the trailer I watched was something to do with making a choice the choices you make save your young son or something and i don't like i don't like stuff like that and another one was detroit becoming human yeah that's a new one and that one too was something with like a little girl well they try to make the choices not you know make it very difficult to pick they wanted to make hard choices for you not just like hey do you shoot the bad guy and save the person or do you keep walking you know Mm mm-hmm you know, you, they want to make it just difficult to choose. For one, you're going to pick something else next time. It's not necessarily a right or wrong. Um, so you'll have a different experience. And that's exactly what Until Dawn is. I mean, it does make you want to go back and just see what happens. Of course, you could just nowadays, you just look on YouTube or whatever and kind of see all the different outcomes. And like if you read something on Reddit or uh, right. or whatever. Uh, to see all the different possible choices. But um, I mean, if you didn't have all that and all you had was just this game to kind of experience over and over, there's many different ways that you could do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't be as scary once you know that Josh is actually the, you know, just playing the right, joke. Right. And you kind of know where the jump scares are. But, um, you know, it's still, it's still pretty cool. I, I enjoyed it. And I don't like horror games at all. Mm-hmm. Uh I wouldn't have played it. I, uh, in fact, I would have liked to say, eh, I'm good, but you wanted to play it. and I still think you should do Silent Hill. Well, Silent Hill is like PlayStation 2 era. Oh, uh, okay. Well, well I want to do um, We Happy Few. Yeah, so We Happy we'll Few, that. for you guys that don't know, 
it's really kind of weird. This is the kind of stuff that I like to, to play for as far as like scary movie go. It's more of just kind of a, uh, psychological thriller as opposed to just a jump scare thing. Um, from what I understand, I don't know. I've never even seen the game. Okay. I mean, I've seen pictures of it, but, uh, it's about this dystopia later on where the government or whatever gives everybody this drug called joy and joy, um, makes you super happy. No matter what you're doing, you're always happy. Morals and everything is out the window. No matter what happens, you're happy. So if you don't take it, they're out there mad at you. They want to make you take it. You know, they don't want you to go through and not take it. And so just weird stuff like that. And if they find out you don't take it, they come chase you down and try to get you to take it. Um, and, uh, you know, at one point they're just, it, it looks like in the, the, I remember hearing about this scene. There's, it looks like there's somebody playing kids playing pinata. Right. And they bust the pinata and candy comes out and all the kids are running. They're happy and you get close to it. And it's like some dead mouse or animal that they got up there. Just people and they're hitting it with sticks. And every time they kind of bust open its guts and guts fly out and they run and pick it up and eat it like candy. But yeah, yeah. they're taking joy. So that they're happy with that. They don't care. There's mm-hmm. nothing they can do that will make them not happy because that drug's just, you know, uh, it's just manipulated their mind so bad. But uh, that would be interesting to me. There's also the Resident Evil 7. That's really kind of jump scares. Oh, kind true. of, And then Supermassive Games, who created Until Dawn, they're coming up with uh, the Dark Pictures anthology, Man of Medan, or M-E-D-A-N, Medin, is the first mm. one, and they're releasing it next year. And I looked at the trailer for that, and it didn't look as good as Until Dawn, but they're in a, in a ship or something with... It's, it's like the first alien movie where you can make choices to keep your crew alive. Uh, space. But except they're in in a ship or a boat. Spaceship? No, in a, a boat, like in the water. Uh, so do you like video games now or are you still a non-gamer? Um, I, I consider myself a non-gamer, but I like games like these that are basically movies where you pick your path with the beautiful graphics and the characters that are so lifelike in the movie scene. I mean, I really enjoyed stuff like this, so I recommend it. So, all right. Well, cool, guys. If you are uh, watching this on YouTube, please subscribe and like. Find us on Facebook at uh, HNKEXP. Find us on uh YouTube and uh, Twitter and Instagram at Hollywood Cole, H-O-L-L-I-W-O-O-D-K-O-L-E. A lot of good content coming out, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, We appreciate every single one of you. Appreciate every single like we get, every single subscribe we get. Uh, So if there's anything that you guys want to hear from me or Clear in the H&K, please let us know. Um, we enjoy doing this, but we really want you guys to, uh, to enjoy it as well. So if there's anything we can do to make that happen, we'll be happy to do it. But anyway, thanks, Maiden Kane, for joining. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.